is brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store, the official provider of barbecue supplies to listeners of Pitmaster. Happy New Year to all you barbecue maniacs out there. Barbecue season is starting all around the country, and you don't want to miss out on this discount from the Kansas City Barbecue Store. From smokers and fuel to rubs and sauces, the Kansas City Barbecue Store has everything and anything you could possibly want. Make the Kansas City Barbecue Store your one-stop shop for all your outdoor cooking needs. As a listener of the OVS Pitmaster podcast, you can get 10% off of your order this spring by using the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D, all caps, for online orders at www.thekansascitybarbecuestore.com. Welcome to another episode of Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. My name is Luke Darnell, and we've got an exciting 2023 planned for you this year, but we've also got an exciting guest uh, with us today. And this is my good friend, Jason Singletary from Smoke Central Barbecue. How are you, bud? Man, doing good. How you doing? Good. I I like to start with how I've I've met people. And uh, I think our story is kind of funny because I really didn't know. I mean, I'd heard of you, but not didn't really know you. And then uh, a couple months after my mom passed, I went down to Florida to cook Lakeland with my dad. And you were just yeah. telling me a great story about cooking with your mom this or having your mom in a contest this weekend. And I went down to Lakeland and cooked with my dad and it was a real emotional cook. And, you know, we did really well. We RGC, but some jackass from smoke central barbecue <laughs> beat me. And, uh, <laughs> that was you. And that's turns out how we met. And, Man, uh, that was a good time. That was an awesome weekend. That weekend was kind of special for me too, because you know Glenn. That was one of the last cooks that I got to cook with Glenn, my partner. That's right. um, you know he got killed in a car accident a couple months after that, and um. So, but that was a good weekend. Uh, we had some really good weekends right before Glenn passed away. And I don't know, man. It's just like the barbecue gods were just knew knew what was happening, and they, they let us have some good weekends. So. That's for sure. And that's for sure. And we've been friends pretty much ever since. Oh, Although yeah. I, I remember we were having a beer somewhere and I went, you're the guy that beat me in Lakeland. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't know, you didn't use guy. You said you're the jackass that beat me in Lakeland. Like, okay. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> nah, it's been awesome, man. It's been a good friendship. No doubt. Af- absolutely. Absolutely. And of course well, I knew who you were cause everybody knows Luke Darnell. So, oh. um, <laughs> Good or bad, that's probably true. But man, that was that was. I, I remember when you won uh, or reserved that contest in Lakeland. I just remember it being very emotional. I remember seeing you there, and is it, it was uh, that was like say right after your your mom had passed, right? Yeah. So yeah, and I just um I'm and I didn't know uh that your fa- I didn't know who all that was there that was with you, but I knew something was going on. And <laughs> I just knew that it was an emotional time, and man, I'm a. I'm a kind of softy at heart too when it comes to that boy. I'll shed a tear in a minute. I don't even know the guy, and I, was, I turn around and shed a tear. So I just, uh, anyway, I just remember that being a special time. It was funny because my dad had left because he has family down there, so he had left and went back to the hotel. Right, and uh, and he's getting his stuff ready, and he leaves, and awards are happening, and I'm texting him like, "Hey, you know, we're we're doing pretty good here," and. <laughs> He's like, well, make sure you tell Bill and Sean Gillespie that I really enjoyed spending time with him. I'm like, okay, man, but <laughs> like we got a chance to win this contest. He's like, that's great, but just make sure you tell Bill and Sean that <laughs> yeah. I had a great time. And I'm like, man, he just can't can't figure this he out. He wasn't grasping the whole uh, oh. concept of it. <laughs> and he was on a whole different planet that whole weekend. Yeah. I mean, we get right. down there. Yeah. And I'm like, you need to, this is what you need to do in terms of taking the boxes. Okay. He's like, well, do I get to try the food? I'm like, yeah, but I don't really care what you think because you don't know what you're doing. But, <laughs> but this, is what you, this is what you do with the boxes. So I tell him and all of a yeah. sudden he disappears for like 30 minutes. And I was <laughs> like, he comes back. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, man, 
there's so many hot girls around here. I had to go walk <laughs> around. And I just kind of looked at him like, okay, that was kind of weird and out of character. <laughs> well, then it comes uh, time. He, he takes the first three boxes. It comes time for brisket. And he goes, man, my, my feet hurt from my earlier walk around. And I, I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. Ended awesome. up, yeah, ended up being the only one he ever came to. So, yeah, cool deal. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, but one of my, one of the things I find about you that's most impressive is how you can just roll into a place like around 11 o'clock, midnight, the day before, crack it out, turn in good food and win. <laughs> and that has to come from a certain degree of confidence. Where does that confidence come from with cooking? Um, I, I I know, I know, I know how to cook, and I can take. I might not know how to pronounce the word of what I'm cooking, but I'll take it and make it taste good, you know. And um, so it just started off back in my my family owned a little restaurant in the town that I grew up in, and it was a little family restaurant. And so um, all through high school, I worked in there with my grandmother, and that's just memories that you know you're never going to get, you know, you're never going to top that. So um, just old school cooking with my grandmother, and she, I mean, she taught me a lot, and um. You know, that's kind of how it all got started. And I've always been really interested in the whole barbecue scene. Even back in, when uh, we were younger and my my uncles and granddads, and they would cook the, the whole hogs with shoveling coals and all that stuff. We used to have a big fundraiser at my church, and they would cook like 13, 15 hogs, and they were all with coals. So they, all the men would be out there. And all the younger, uh, the, the kids my age, you know, they were all running around and didn't want stay and I, I was mad because my mom wouldn't let me stay you know i was just that just that stuff just so in, interested me back even back then at a younger age and um so um i don't know that's kind of how how it all got going and then you know i just when I, I i could cook on a grill good everybody i always had people tell me how good your food you know how it is everybody tells you how good your food is at home right. oh this is awesome how do you do this how do you do that and you know i thought i knew um a lot about cooking barbecue until I started cooking competition. And I knew that it was just the competition barbecue was just so much more beyond what I even thought I, I knew. I remember going to that first contest and, you know, we finished kind of mid pack, but I knew that I loved it. I wanted to do it. And if I was going to do it, I was going to do it right. So I didn't go back. I didn't do another contest for a year. Um, I, I like you took a class and, and Googled and YouTubed everything I could find online. Those pit master shows, I recorded every one of them. And I bet you I watched them a thousand times. I mean, just even stopping and looking and zooming in and seeing what they were doing and, and just picking up little stuff that nobody even knew was back there behind the, what they were filming, you know, just little stuff like that, man. I, I still do that shit. Yeah. I have no doubt. I am. <laughs> I try to be, a lot of people say, how, how do you stay so calm and you laid back and you don't care about anything? You know, that's just, that's a good front that I put on. I'm very competitive and I'm that guy that if I'm going to do something, I'm going to be all in. Like if I, if that's why I don't play golf, I tried it. And if I was good at it, <laughs> I would have a garage full of golf clubs and 30 pair of golf shoes and a new, whatever new was coming out every week, I would have it. So but I sucked at it. So I, 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 I said, okay, this ain't for me. That's why I, I, I used to race go-karts. A lot of people don't know about that. Uh, oh, wow. When I got out of school, yeah, I love racing. Like racing is in my blood. Racing and cooking, I guess that's the two things <laughs> I love to do. So I had some friends that was doing this go-kart thing. I was like, man, this is cool. So hell, I went and bought me a go-kart and, you know, I went out there and got my brains beat out the first couple of times till I figured out. And I did the same thing. I just studied and talked to people and what I need to be doing. And anyway, I, I figured it out and I got really good at it. And it was the same thing that I, I catch in the cooking world back then. You just, I would roll up. It was me and Sabrina. We didn't have kids back then. Oh, that's you. I hope. Okay. That ain't me. So it was me and Sabrina. We didn't, of course we didn't have kids back then. So I was hitting, got into this racing thing pretty big and, you know, I didn't have all the nicer stuff that some of my friends and some of the people that I met in the racing world had. And it was the same thing. We would pull up and I would win something or I'd qualify on pole or I'd qualify good. And I had this one guy tell me, you're the luckiest SOB I know. You pull in here with two sets of tires and blah, blah, blah. So, 
I didn't know yeah. about the go kart racing, dude. Yeah, man, I was uh, so. Uh, I tell you what, hold on one second. I'm gonna show you <laughs> something real quick. <laughs> this is See? awesome. This is my office. Yeah, look at that. that. I can. And there's an eagle with one that I'd won. Man, I just, I'd really. So when I figured out I wanted to do that stuff, like you say, it was back before we had kids. It was just me and Sabrina. And um, so we were hitting tracks everywhere. And and I just, it, it was one of those things that I, you know, I was good at. It. And I, 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 I don't know why I was good at it. I just, and you know, it took me a little while to get going. Once I got going, I mean, at one track, like, Back back then, they called it amateur and pro, like we have backyard and pro. So yeah. you start off in the amateur class. And I won so many in the amateur class. After you win so many, you have to move up. So, But I won so many in a row that they would put a bounty on you if you win so many in a row. And I remember mm-hmm. that. I had a bounty on me at the little Darlington track one night. And I just <laughs> I just remember that stuff. It was so cool back then. So then when I moved up to pro and we started doing what we call state races, we they had a – it was the South Carolina Dirt Series. So it's the same thing. It's just a whole different – like KCBS, it was S South Carolina Dirt Series. So we started doing that and did really good at that. And that's when I started catching all the heat from like – you know, those guys would have freaking – 30, 40 foot trailers, living quarters. And it was just, they would do stuff for a living. They would have cart shops or they were selling parts, you know, and I would pull up in there sometimes in the back of my truck or either I had a little 14 foot trailer when I really got, when I really moved up, I got a <laughs> seven by 14 trailer. And, um, they would say, man, you pull in here with two sets of tires and lucky ass is sitting on the pole. I just, I oh, that's the luckiest SOB. I remember uh, one, one of the kids got so mad at me one time and told me, uh, he, he just couldn't understand. <laughs> so, but anyway, we I did that for a while, and when whenever my first kid was born, um, Addison, my daughter, she's twenty three now. So, um, well, she's she'll be twenty three here shortly. She got a birthday coming up, but she um when she was born, you know, I went. I had just got a sponsor, and um, something I'd worked so hard at. I just uh had I picked up with a guy, and he he was like, you know, all you got to do is show up and drive. You know, he pretty much pays for everything. Wow. And I went to a state race in Kershaw and Sabrina, we were on vacation or my family was on vacation at Santee and I'd left to go to the race when I got there and I ended up doing pretty good. I finished like second, I think in the race, but the whole time, all I could think about was getting back to my kid. You know, I had a little yeah. picture of her on my little computer. You had a little computer on your steering wheel and I had a little picture of her. And uh-huh. you know, after that, I got back, I told Sabrina, I was like, you know, I've, I've lost the fire. I've lost the passion. And so I just kind of put it on the back burner for a while and I would go back every now and then and tinker with it, but it just kind of fizzled out. And then, you know, kids, I had, you know, and I had my second kid, my son, Aiden, he's 19 now. And so when he was old enough to, he would drag a bat around everywhere he went, loved baseball. So he, he got old enough. I coached him all the way through T-ball up to, he started playing high school ball and, um, Right before high school ball started, he wanted to try to travel ball stuff. So, same thing, <laughs> man. Competitive. <laughs> I was like, all the way in, right? Oh boy! So, uh, me and a buddy of mine, we got together, put together this little travel ball team, got our teeth kicked in a couple times. So we 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 pumped the brakes. So we got to recruit. <laughs> so we got out. We started doing some recruiting. Actually, we got picked up. We we were trying to recruit a little team and got picked up with some guys from um a, a neighboring town. And they had already had a good little team that had split. So we got in with those guys, and I'm telling you, then we started hitting it. And we were just <laughs> very competitive through that. So we, I coached my son in travel ball all the way up through he started playing high school, and that's when we quit the travel ball, and that's when I started cooking. You wow. know, I couldn't do it until he got through with that because we were going every weekend playing ball. And right. I knew I wanted to try it when those pitmaster shows would come out, so – I said I found me I found my first contest online in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and that's where I went. So, <laughs> wow, that's awesome, man. That's a great story. I I had no idea that the I, I'm more upset that you're not into golf. Man, I, I love the thing about it. I I love the whole concept of it. You know, what I'm saying I, oh, I do it's... really good at driving the golf cart and drinking beer and cutting up. I do really good at that. <laughs> but when it gets out there, and I can some I, I can hit. I just give me, I need a driver and a putter. That's all I need. 
Because those other clubs in between there, I can't figure those things out. <laughs> it's my <laughs> new thing. At, my new thing at contests now is playing Friday mornings. Yeah. Um, getting a tea time around 7, 7.30, back by lunchtime, do prep. Yeah. But going all That's these cool. places, I love golf before I love barbecue. Right. That was my thing. Yeah. I played probably 50, 60 times a year. I was down to about a five handicap, whatever. Right. And then I started doing this and I didn't really play for a long time. Now I'm trying to balance both because I, I just, yeah. I miss it too much and I go too many cool places with too many golf courses not to do it. So that's right. And see the thing about it, my dad was, that's, that was his hobby. My dad was a really good golfer. He played golf all his life. Both of my brothers picked it up and both, the, both of those guys were really good at golf. And I, I was like, damn, it just didn't, I, it, it didn't, it didn't make it to me. It fizzled out by the time it got to me because I just, <laughs> cannot figure it out we love in barbecue especially we love to talk about how good we are and things we want and things we've done but i love to focus on failures and stuff that's gone wrong in a competition that sets you up for later success do you have a favorite failure of yours um yeah i can um i I guess the biggest it was a it was a conglomeration of failures at one contest that I remember. <laughs> it was in Lyons, Georgia, the first time I'd ever cooked Lyons, Georgia. Uh-huh. And um, on the way down there, it was a Friday, and work, phones ringing, everybody's hollering. I mean, it's just Friday is a big Friday for me. I'm a, I'm a contractor, so I'm, you know, I have a lot going on on Fridays. Right. And um, everybody's wanting to get paid. Everybody's wanting to know what's going on Monday. Everybody's wanting to do this. And anyway, so I had a lot going on. Wasn't paying attention, run out of freaking fuel on the interstate. And it just happened to be oh, no. right before, yeah, it was uh like right right before you got into Savannah, in between South Carolina and Savannah, right on that stretch of interstate, and I yeah. made it off the exit and nothing there. Like I even did an aerial photo trying to Google stuff. I couldn't find it was not a gas station within five miles. So it was I wasn't gonna walk nowhere. I'm sitting there calling. I'm trying to call. I'm calling the highway patrol saying, you know, you got anybody giving me some fuel or something? About this time, this guy pulls up, and he's got a box truck. He rolls out of the window. Hey, how's it going? I'm, so I'm out of fuel. He said, I got five gallons in the back. He hops out and gets I mean, it was just like the – I don't know where this guy come from. <laughs> lucky, I guess. So he hops out. He gets in the back, back of the box truck. He comes out with a five gallon, pours it in there, and off I go again, you know. Tried to pay him, which I did pay him. He didn't want to take any money. I stuffed 30 bucks in his pocket. So anyway, um, <laughs> so I make it to the contest. I get there. I get there. I get set up. Andrew Clore's behind me. So once I start going through everything, I realize I've left my thermopin at home. So I go to borrow your thermopin from Andrew. I come back out. Guy comes by. He says, the right rear tire on your truck's flat. I said, shit. I said, well, I'm set up. I ain't worried about it today. I've got enough going on. <laughs> so anyway, so I, I, I get everything rounded up, start cooking. The next morning, um, I went. To, I, I go to heat up my sauce, and I uh-huh. had this new container, and I put it on the – I got one of those little induction glass eyes. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what was the container in that. I don't know what reacted. It blew up. Glass went everywhere. Sauce went all over the trailer. It really it wasn't sauce. It was uh, actually the from a brisket and uh, right. like a wrap. And anyway, it stuff went everywhere. I'm cleaning that up. I'm in the middle <laughs> of a cook. I find I get chicken turned in and ribs turned in, and then I go to turn in pork. And when I pull it out, and I'm telling you, that is the tightest pork. I was ready to quit right then. So I go through the box and I'm trying to scrounge stuff just to put in the box. It was the, it was just, it was terrible. And, um, I ended up getting, I think one of the only calls I got that day was in pork and it was the most, most awful pork I've ever turned in in my life. So I, that's probably the biggest failure at a contest that I can think of. I mean, that's the one that sticks in my mind because think- the very next weekend I went to line, not lines, but I went to, um, that contest they had in Lenore, North Carolina. Yeah. They don't have it yeah. anymore. I went there and Childs was on a hot streak. He had won that thing like three years in a row. That's right. And um, I went to Lenore. It was a big contest back then. And I flat out just put on a cook. I guess I, I was getting, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It was just, I guess 
like I say, going back to the barbecue gods again, they were like, okay, this guy needs a break. So, I, I mean, we won. We granted that contest, and that made me feel better because, you know, in between Lyons and Lenore, I was ready to quit. <laughs> so, now, do you think everything that happened there just put you into a bad headspace for the cook? Is that is that what you think? Um, A bad headspace for which cook? Like For the for, Lions for Lenore? Cook. I mean, for Lions, Georgia, yeah. Yeah, yeah all that stuff just multiplying. Fighting. Yeah. Yeah, everything was just fighting against me. It was like I, was not, I, can't, I could do nothing right. I mean, I run out of fuel. I have a flat tire when I get there. I left my thermopin <laughs> at home. Had no way of checking it anyway. It was just everything was going bad. I gotta and ask I about the gas though. Yeah, were you, were you playing gas station roulette? Like I could make it a little bit further. You know, <laughs> I tell you what. Like I'm bad about that. Oh, I'm bad about so that. So am I, man. So I am I. very bad about that. So. This was on, um, I hadn't been too long. I had had his truck. And anyway, so I looked down and I was on the phone steady nonstop. So I'm, I'm, I wasn't thinking straight. Um, I wasn't paying attention, but I heard the, the ding, ding go off and you got five miles empty. And I was like, okay, okay. I got, or it might've said 10 miles. I think it's like 10 miles empty. And I'm one of those guys that'll ride 20 miles on zero to empty. Right. So right. that I looked down and it said 10 miles empty and then it said eight, seven. And then within a mile, it went to zero and the next <laughs> 10 seconds, it started. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, it went down that quick and I was like, damn, that that's never done that before. So yeah, I was, I guess I was playing. <laughs> so if you pull in a trailer and, and your, your car is calibrated to not pull in a trailer. Yeah. It don't work good on that zero. Yeah, Kim absolutely hates when I do that. But so yeah. far, knock on wood, I've I've made it. Now I play the game a little <laughs> bit differently with the diesel. I don't once it right. gets under once it gets under fifty, I start looking and that's right. Uh, but <laughs> I had to ask that question. You know what? I might ask that question now as one of the quick fires for everybody oh. because I think it's a fascinating question. Like, because yeah. some people are like, if it gets under half a tank, they got to stop. Right, that's, right. That's the way Kim is, and I can't. I mean, that is totally not related to barbecue whatsoever. But it's funny. That ain't me. I'm gonna ride that baby to its like to its solid. So, <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by BarbecueData.com. BarbecueData.com is your one-stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data, historical data, calls, wins, placements. Everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to BarbecueData.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word, all capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, PITPOD. So check your team scores, check on others, and do it all on BarbecueData.com. What's one of the best or most worthwhile investments that you've made in competition barbecue? Um, let's see. I would, I would have to say, um, so I have, I have certain tools that I use. Like when I'm on Saturday, when I'm, you know, when I'm, uh, prepping or even on Friday too, because when I'm prepping my chicken and stuff. So I have these little spatulas that, I don't, I have no idea where they come from. Um, I think back when uh, Kevin Merritt used to cook with me, I think he might've left them in my trailer. So I got these <laughs> little spatulas that I can't find anywhere else, but I, I like go crazy if I don't have them. Um, so that, and, um, I got one knife that I will not leave home without. Um, uh-huh. and then I guess the best investment that's, that's really helped, helped my game is, and I know you've probably heard this lots of times is is the whole thermopin deal and it's not necessarily the thermopin it's that um i use the smoke by thermoworks yeah they yeah. have four probes in it or whatever so i bought these needle probes and yeah. those needle probes have been that is the deal so oh. i use those to um manage my cook i don't i always cook but i feel like everybody else so they any good cook does that but they will they kind of look after everything for me and, and let me know when I need to start pro. <laughs> so right. that has been a big help for me. Um, so I wish I, I that I wish the Thermoworks would give you the option when you buy like a a chef alarm or a smoke to like 
not yeah. get, don't send me the thick probe. I've got a stack of those things now that yeah. I just don't use. Same here. Because the yeah. needle probe, man, you're the first person, I think, in a hundred episodes to bring, and I'm going to put this in the purchase of a hundred dollars or less category. Right. Cause you kind of jumped into that question. Most people always answer this question with like a, oh, my trailer or my smoker. You went right to the small goods. And I love that. Oh, well, I actually <laughs> thought that that's what you were getting to. Um, like the smaller stuff. Oh, um, the smaller stuff. So I, I, important, I, man. So important. I'll, I'll rewind to the larger investment is definitely hands down a trailer. Definitely. Because yeah. I won't, I, I went to sip and swine last year. You were there and yeah. I didn't take my trailer cooked under a tent. Thank God the weather was decent. But what about when the weather sucks and it's raining and wind's blowing sideways? <laughs> I just, I just, man, I don't, I cooked, I have, I have cooked under a tent probably twice in my life. And last, last year at Sip and Swine was one of those. I just, <laughs> man, my trailer, I, I'm spoiled. I, I'm spoiled. I'm fortunate enough to be able to have a trailer. And I think I probably either wouldn't do it. I'll probably, if I, if I couldn't afford to do it anymore, I'd just go with one of my buddies that had a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You rolled in the sipping swine with two new drums in the back of the truck and a cooler. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and and the score showed that, too, because I suck. Which I suck at that contest. I can't get the sipping swine out. It's, it depends on Georgia, for me, is like a coin flip. It's yeah. either going to be really good or really bad. And that right. day was... That day was really bad for me too. And we thought we had a good cook. We had a yeah. bunch of friends from Atlanta come over and hang out and we're sitting at awards and they're kind of looking at me and I'm like, yeah, someday, some days you're the windshield. Some days you're the bug. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, I thought last year, I thought I had a decent cook. I really did. I was kind of pleased the way everything turned out. So especially cooking under a tent and all, I had all my stuff. Um, I didn't have, no, I did. I take that back. I didn't have, um, pork or something prepped i had to prep some stuff when i got there so it, it wasn't a lot though so um anyway yeah. i thought the cook was decent you know we we had just come out of lakeland that was the first time i'd ever not got a call in lakeland last year and yeah. my chair was stuck to my tail when i walked back to the trailer so <laughs> i was disappointed with that and then you go to sipping swine and they just steady kicking you while you're laying on the ground from lakeland that's and what I was it like, felt like man uncle uncle please what am i doing wrong so, but the oh, next man. one I go to, I reserve. So there you go. That's yeah. barbecue. Yeah, I love the the small stuff, man. the The thermopen needle probe that is such a great answer. It is. It just keeps that hole really tiny in the foil, and you don't have to oh, worry yeah, about man. about pushing foil in usually. And right, yeah, that's a great. That's a great yeah. answer. And you know, there's a lot better cooks out there than I am for sure because I'm. I don't consider myself that great a cook, but, but like far as like a lot of these guys that never even, I guess they have times when they tempt their ribs, the needle probes really help me out with that. Cause I'll pop one or two in there and yeah. they'll just kind of cooking on a drum is you, you might go an hour after the wrap or they might be doing 45 minutes after the wrap or an hour and 15. It's just a, a big window. there cooking on a drum like I was cooking on. So, um, those needle pros, man, they, they really help me out in ribs. When you're going into the drum with your probe, do you go through the stack or do you go under the lid? I go up under the lid and, I, and that's the, not, not the right way to go. It's just, I went through the stack a few times and that's the correct way to do it, but it's just so aggravating. God, you gotta have, I've found, especially the way Kim and I do it, that you gotta have two people to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, you know me, I'm a one man band. I'm usually cooking by myself all the time. So um right yeah it's just um i learned that you don't have to slam the lid down i i tore up several needle probes i pushed the lid down it, it doesn't the the temperature doesn't react that bad if you don't have a tight seal on your lid you can't have a big gap but i mean i just lay it down on them real softly right and i haven't had any problems with them in the last year so i remember one time somebody was pitching a fit at a contest about how their probes are always going bad and how they got to buy new ones every year. And I was like, I was like, man, you cook on cabinet smoker, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, if I slammed your <laughs> finger in that door 500 times <laughs> in six months, how do you think your finger would do? Like it, <laughs> it wouldn't, it wouldn't things, fare too well. 
these things are pretty much yearly disposables. I mean, you guys got to yeah. take care of them and monitor them. Yeah, and and all that information is traveling through that wire. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So you start you start pinching it and banging it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, something's going to disrupt something. So. All right, all right. Who's impacted your life the most in competition barbecue? In competition barbecue, um, let's see. I, that 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 may be a couple of them. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's fine. I, I tell you what. Now, when I first got started, um, you know, I told you I took that first contest, and then I waited a year, and I went back, and I took a little local class, which was kind of like a little backyard class, and it 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 might have helped me a little bit, but. After I after I got do, got to doing some more KCBS, I met Jim Bird down in Charleston, um, mm-hmm. and it was like one of the the first year that I was cooking. And well, I tell you, the way I met him was through Jerry Jerry Stevenson. Um, oh yeah, so Jerry was parked right beside me, and that was actually the first time I met Jerry with Redneck Scientific. And he was, um, you know, I was I was explaining to him, you know, I got to figure out what I can do to get better. I want to be, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier. If I'm not going to be competitive, if I'm not going to be, you know, in the front runners, I don't want to do this. He's like, I got to figure it out. And he said, you need to go talk to that guy right there. And Jim Berg was parked right across from him. He said, he's got a class coming up. Go talk to him and and get into that class. And so I went and talked to Jim. And, of course, Jim sent me all the information. And <laughs> they didn't know me from Adam at that point. You know how Jim is. He's got a very big, um, I guess they got a big personality. Him oh, and yeah. So I didn't really know how to take them to start with. I'll be honest. I signed <laughs> up for the class. I went and took the class. I left there, went and did a SCBA contest, ended up winning ribs and coming in second in pork. And, you know, it just helped me out tremendously. He, he, that class, and I get, and it's probably a lot to do with that's cause that's the first class I took, but it was a really good class. He pointed me in the right direction, and he's the one that got me my first grand come that year. No, it come around the next year. We went back to that same Charleston class. I mean, uh-huh. that Charleston contest where I had met him. And in between then, you remember Jim got sick. That's right. And he couldn't come back to that contest. He had won that contest like three years in a row. And I went after taking his class. Jim was sick, and I remember winning my first grand there. And um, the first thing I did was call Jim and in the hospital and you you know going back to those waterworks man crying like oh. a baby said i went over by myself and people walking by looking at me thinking oh must just had a family member die or something <laughs> but i mean i was just so happy man it was and my and that was my family my mother wasn't at that one but my wife and my kids were and because we have friends in charleston and we just come down for the weekend and just having all them there so Jim was, he had a lot to do with it. After that, me and Jim become really good friends and I can call him for anything. He can call me for anything same way. And, um, him and, and, and the guy that went to my first competition with me, Philip Miles, he does tailgater hater. He cooks all the SCBA, South Carolina barbecue association. Yeah. He's won the state championship like two or three times. I think this is his third time this year, but wow. you know, he he's a neighbor of mine he, he we are really good friends um that's where glenn the guy who used to cook with me glenn cooked with philip and when they were they were not cooking together glenn was always in my truck go he would go every day if you had a competition every day he was just <laughs> retired he didn't have a job and he loved it that much um but that's where i got glenn from was through philip that's how i met glenn but that's philip cool. and glenn were really really big part of my barbecue deal um they taught me a lot, uh, a lot, um, on top of what Jim taught me. So, and there's, you know, we could go on just like you. I'm sure you could sit oh. here and go on and on and on. There, I have met so many good people in barbecue, and so many people that have helped me out over the years. It's just, and it's a continuing on on. thing, man. It's like it is. It never you, stops. It never stops, and you meet new people, and you learn new things, and and yeah. that's what's awesome about it is. Is that kind right. of stuff, you know, it's, that's you what know, makes you, barbecue awesome. Yeah. You had said something about Bill Gillespie, Gillespie yeah. earlier. How do yeah. you say his last, I hope I'm Gillespie. saying it right. So I met Gillespie. that guy like a year or two ago at a contest. When I see him now, no one, I'm thinking, okay, he don't know who I am. He will walk around. He'll walk through the crowd to come get me and talk to me. 
And oh, yeah. the nicest guy ever. I sat down this past year with him and his wife. It might have been the year before last. Had the Royal Oak invitation with him and his wife. Just had the best conversation ever. The nicest guy you ever want to meet in your life. And, you know, for him to be um, so iconic in barbecue and what he's done in the past and for him to not see him in a year and come through a crowd to speak to me and remember my name, <laughs> it's just, man, that's that's awesome. He's people, one of the all-time greats, man. Mean. He, yeah. he, he's fantastic. And I, that's kind of, I'm kind of upset because I'm not going to Lakeland and I won't get to see them and hang out with them. And, yeah. Uh, but man, yeah. Talk about just salt of the earth people. Exactly. All right. Um, and now this one I'm excited about because I know that you are a superstitious <laughs> bastard. <laughs> what, what sort of, uh, habits, rituals, or routines do you have at a contest? Oh, oh boy. It's not really, I'm not really that bad. Um, really? Yeah. It's not, I put, you know, let's see. Um, I do have some things like I got a set of flip flops that I wear and, you know, they are so wore out. I'm scared to wear them too many times. So I'll take them and wear other flip flops until it comes time to go to war. And I'll put those on. <laughs> um, I, I do have those. Uh, it's just, I've, those flip-flops have seen a lot of trophies and money. Um, and, <laughs> you know, that thing um, – let's see. I got I got a shirt that I like to wear. Um, as far as, like, cooking and stuff, there's a certain way that I put my chicken on the – like, when I lay my chicken out on the pizza, right? it has to be a certain way. It has nothing to do with the way it cooks. But <laughs> I would – and I guess that's why I cook so good when I'm, when I'm by myself. If I have somebody else doing it. I have to go behind them and redo it and straighten it up. And right. I don't know. It's just, um, just little things like that. I'm not really superstitious. I, well, I guess I am with the flip flop stuff, you know, I guess that goes back <laughs> to superstitious, but nothing really, no, nothing, nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. You listen nothing to music crazy. when you cook. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I got, um, so I'm a big Chris Stapleton guy. I love his music. Uh, I, I never knew I was a bluegrass guy until I started um, listening to, um, oh, God, my mind's going blank. Um, but anyway, I can't think of his name. I, I'm getting old, man. I'm starting to lose it. But, oh, Tyler, <laughs> Tyler Childers. So, Tyler Childers. So, when he, when that guy come on the scene, man, I knows. I, I love his music. And so, that kind of stuff, I listened to that all the way through Brisket Turn In. So when brisket turn in, I change it to what's called barbecue hip hop radio or what they call it on Pandora. It has <laughs> all the old school rap music back when I was coming through in the nineties. Yeah. And so that's what I listen to from brisket on. So I, I kind of, yeah, I have that little ritual. Um, the first three turn ins are on Chris Stableton radio and then it goes to the, the hip hop radio. <laughs> oh, wow. That, well, I can't argue yeah. with that. That's good. Wait, we've got we've got playlists for each meat, right? Like I, it's the same six songs every time we do chicken. And yeah, see, and 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 I haven't gotten that bad. I I keep telling <laughs> myself I'm gonna make me a play because I hear all these songs I like, and I'm like, I need to make like a playlist. But I don't. <laughs> I'm a Pandora guy. I put it on Pandora and let it roll. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a th something to be said for that too. You can discover some new shit that way, which always works out. When you're doing your week before a competition, is it is your week the same? Do you try and do things on the same days? Chicken's always on Wednesday. Always. Yeah. Always on Wednesday. So I prep my chicken on Wednesdays. The rest, it really doesn't matter. I'm going to try to do everything on Wednesdays that I can, but it just all depends on work. Like sometimes I love or not get home too late, but either way, I'm going to do chicken on Wednesdays. And Sabrina hates it when I mess the kitchen up, um, trimming meat. <laughs> so I'm in the process now of, I just got to build another building out behind my garage. I got another garage and we're going to take and make one of those garages into like a kitchen, a commercial kitchen type deal. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna move every, she said, <laughs> she said, <laughs> I don't want anything barbecue related in this house. Like when it comes to prepping stuff, <laughs> she's like, you just please take all your barbecue. I got stuff everywhere, man. My dining room is full. I got a chest full of all my rubs and my injections and stuff. And, you know, you get the trim of chicken, it gets kind of messy. And I might miss the yeah. trash can time or two and she'll come in there and <laughs> eat some chicken slime on the cabinet. 
So it's all good there. Yeah, I've basically turned my entire basement into into storage and put a yeah. big, big sink and a metal table down there. Oh, and man, if I had a basement, that would be awesome. It just makes everything keeps it keeps keep, happy wife, happy life, right? That's exactly right. And I cannot <laughs> wait. That's what I'm working on this weekend. I just they just put my I have put a metal building up anyway. So I just got all that done last week. So this weekend is uh, focusing on moving everything out of one building into another and get my kitchen ready. That's cool. So what advice would you give to a smart young person who's about to enter the world of competition barbecue? Um, so and I know the, the biggest thing is everybody says the whole class deal. And I think that's very important, but I'm not going to say that's the first step. I think if, if they want to do this thing, they need to find somebody who's done it. Um, and talk to him. Uh, that, yeah. that, because I had Philip, Philip, my buddy, he was cooking before I was, but, and I, after I'd watched this stuff on TV, I knew I wanted to do it. So I went and talked to him about it. That was my first move. Um, so, but now everybody I think has a bigger advantage, um, from what we did years ago when we first started, you got YouTube has blown up with sure. so, so much information. Um, I remember when Malcolm Reed started and, and I was watching Malcolm when he started and, when How to Barbecue Right got started, when people would call me, how to do this, how to do that, I don't want to do that. I said, go watch How to Barbecue Right, Malcolm Reed. He would take it through it start to finish. And then he'll do a recap. And if you can't learn from that, then you probably don't need to be cooking. Um, but there's so many things, man, on Google. And you, know, and you can Google whatever, uh, YouTube. I, I don't, there's a lot of information out there. So I would say definitely do that. Do, do you um, – you need to know how much it's going to cost because it's, it, you don't want to be shocked at that. <laughs> uh, but once you figure out if, uh, if a new guy was coming in, once he figured out that he wanted to do it, I would definitely say go take a class because that's going to put you on a different level. Yeah, so, absolutely. And I like the idea of going to find somebody to. Yeah, that's, I think that would be the first thing. That, that's the first thing. Just go, go to one, be a judge, walk around, talk right. to people. That's what, we kind of did and yeah, yeah, it ended up working out really nice. One last question before we get into the rapid fire. Tell me about the natty bird. Oh man. The natty bird is taking off like really big. <laughs> um, uh, so it's, it all started like, um, the way it got started was when I took a picture of me prepping my chicken one, one on a Friday, I think it was, no, this was Saturday morning cause I had put the chicken on the pizza rack. And I just took a picture of it and my natural, I had a natural light sitting behind my pizza rack and I noticed it was in the picture. And so when <laughs> I went to post a picture on social media, I just hashtag Natty Bird and hashtag best <laughs> chicken injection ever and um, something like that. And, you know, and then I had a, had a buddy of mine call and he was like, and I was, I was hitting in chicken back then. I was, I mean, it was every week. And, um, He's like, man, I just got to ask you, are you really, are you, are you injecting your chicken with natural light? And he was serious he could be, and I busted out laughing. I was like, you know, I, I wish I could say, yeah, but I'm not going to lie. No, I did. I said, that was, that was all made up. I said, but I am from here on out. I probably going to put a drop or two in my injection just to make it legit. And, and a couple people just caught on to that. Like Carrie would hold your horses. Carrie Chastain caught on to it. So at awards, Every time I get a chicken call, he would stand up and holler, Natty Bird. And then everybody started coming out the blue, won't know what this Natty Bird thing was. And then I've helped. I mean, I my chicken has been really strong the last couple of years, and I'm going to ride it until it quits. So I've helped a few people with chicken, and, and they started posting it. And then it just caught on from there. And it's gotten really popular. That's awesome, man. I've always wanted to know how that got started. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so uh, I don't have any secrets. It's like you were talking about these new guys. They want to come tell I, you can tell everybody, everything you do, they still got to cook it. That's where the magic happens. Absolutely. You still got to know what it feels like. You got to know what it looks like. You got to know when it's, when it's time to do that to it and time to do this to it. I can give you all my recipes. You got to, you got to execute. That's right. That's the number one thing I teach. First thing out of my mouth is I'm going to show you exactly what I do, but you still got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. So. And there's awesome. things that I'm can't, there's things that I can't teach you, or Luke can't teach you, or Jim Bird can't teach you. There's things that just is going to come natural. I mean, 
You got you to got know, it. you got to, first of all, you got to love food. You got to know what it's going to do. And then, you know, getting, you got to, I don't know, there's so many different variables. You right. like, like everybody says you win or lose a contest in the last 10 minutes. That is so true. So absolutely. And yeah. the only way you're going to get better is cooking it a hundred times. Exactly. I mean, the only way. That's right. The only way. Awesome, man. Well, let's hit these rapid fire questions. Cause these are my favorite. Okay. <laughs> what do you see about barbecue on social media that upsets or bothers you? Um, I guess it would be the, I'm not a big judge bashing person. So I, I, I bash them to myself and to my to other people, but I don't want to see that on social media. I don't. I'm not a political guy, so I don't get into all the politics and all that stuff either. So I just don't be. I, if you, I'm, I'm that guy. If you don't have something nice to say, just don't say nope. it at all. There you go. <laughs> Do you have a favorite pre, during, or post competition meal? Um, not 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 particularly like. If I'm by myself at a contest that nobody's around, I'm a I'm a sandwich guy. I eat a I'll get me a sub or I'll get stuff to make my own sandwiches. I like I like a, I, I'm just a cold cook guy. I like I like sandwiches. So, <laughs> but if I'm there with a group of people, we're always eating Mexican. That's just what everybody does. Yeah, sandwiches, huh? That's cool. I, I love subs and sandwiches and stuff. I don't know. That's just me. I just if I'm there by myself, I'm going by when I pick up supplies at the grocery store, Walmart. I'm Either pick up a sub there or something to make a sandwich. So, what is your? Do you have a favorite present that you like to give to people? Um, I don't. I don't. I don't. And I should because I see you doing that and these other guys, (laughs) and I think all the time that's the freaking coolest thing. So I'm I'm guilty of not having that, but I should because that is awesome. Um, and so it makes I'm, things easier if you just give the same thing over and over again. It, yeah, exactly. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to get as personal as me. Underwear is right. hard to buy, especially for other dudes, but it's yeah. fine. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I listened to the whole deal, your podcast with Jordan, and I don't want to take away from Graphic Fire, but that thing that yeah. he does is awesome, man. Holy smokes. That I was like, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> with the he picture is. What he did for uh, Paul and Lynn, man, that was freaking, that got, that tugged at my heart a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, that's one of my favorite interviews I did last year. He, it was yeah, a yeah. really, really good one. Uh, next to last question, do you always clean drums after you borrow them? <laughs> if I was not at the American Royal and I had access to it, I would have, I promise you. <laughs> Oh, uh, that came up this past weekend. Did that it really? Past weekend, yeah. So Joseph brought that up, and uh, he said something about a. I forgot what he said. Uh, he said, like Luke said, the drums gonna look like they cooked a water. I said it was a water Ooh. buffalo. That's what <laughs> Luke said. I cooked in his drum. <laughs> it looked like it, but damn, that drum did. I tell tell Kim all the time. She's like, I hate this drum. I'm like. Everyone that's used this drum has done well with it. Jason did well out at the Royal with it. Hell yeah, that was freaking awesome. Brad, week. Brad won pork with it in D.C. last year, and then a backyard team won pork with it. I'm like, I don't know why you can't use it. That's- yeah, no, that, don't get rid of that drum. That drum has got some mojo in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that thing almost won the Open. I mean, that's I was right. at the airport ready to get on a plane. And I was thinking, I'm not get if I get one more call, I'm not getting on this plane. I'm somebody's <laughs> going to take me back to. I, I I might get there late, but I'm going back. <laughs> I, <gotta get> back. <laughs> I finished eighth overall. It was like when they started counting out, I got a call in chicken, then get a call in ribs. I was like, give me a call in pork. I'm go. I'm leaving. I was at the door to airport. <laughs> I was like, I'm fixing to call an Uber. Somebody's taking me back out there. <laughs> All right, last question. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, getting a message out to a bunch of people, what would it say and why? Um, I, I know you've probably heard this a hundred times. Everybody has, but it kind of goes good with my program. Uh, my program is uh, the harder you work, the luckier you get. So That's a good one. No, that's, yeah. that's brand new. Yeah, so I just, I got, you know, it's the whole lucky thing, and I am lucky. I'm not going to say I'm not lucky. I just, but everybody, I even, Frank Nagel give me a cup, and it's got hashtag lucky AF on the back of it. I mean, on the bottom of it. <laughs> Engraved on it. So, 
I mean, but you know, that's just, and that I heard that saying a couple years ago and it stuck with me. I wrote it down in my trailer and it's like, you know, that that's, that's very true. That's pretty I, I, awesome, I, I, man. Um, you know, I might seem laid back and don't care about a lot of things, but when I get in that trailer, I've got 4,000 things going through my head. I know what I want to do and I know what it's going to take to, to, to do it. So right on, right on. Well, tell people where they can find you at online. And if you want to hit some, some of your partners and letter, yeah, letter so, um, I got you. So as far as the sponsors go, you know, I was fortunate enough to get back on with Royal York this year. Um, I think I've been on with them for like four or five years. Um, Atlanta barbecue store picked up with them last year. They've been a big help. Rec tech, um, uh, picked me up last year and I've been tinkering with the pellet grills, which I use one at every competition for something. Um, so they have been a big help. Um, uh yeah yes dear frank nagel with yes dear sauce he gives me sauce so Frankie. um no frank um man i've <laughs> i've been using heath stuff heath Riles stuff for the last year or two and uh mitchell bedwell i know you know mitchell he's um oh, yeah. he sent me a few things to try and he's been a really big help this past year so i i've i've applied for that sponsorship hoping i can kind of get on board with those guys because i love those products um very but cool. yeah, that and as far as like finding me on social media, it's, um, I'm on Facebook um, under Smoke Central Barbecue, Smoke Central BBQ, and and Jason Singletary. Same thing on Instagram. Um, that's kind of right two on. two uh, platforms I've been taking around with. I need to do better on social media. I'm just I suck at it. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's forced whenever I do it. It's forced. yeah, exactly. Me too. <laughs> All right, Jay. Well, thanks a lot for being on, man. It was good talking to you. We'll see you. Yeah, man. It was awesome. Hopefully see you somewhere soon. Yeah. When you cook, when's your first? I don't know. It might not be till barbecue gives back. Oh, okay. I got you. Up here in Virginia. I don't know. We we All might right. sneak down and do do one in North Carolina. We'll see. Okay. I'd cool love, deal. To see, love to see Somerville come back at some point. Yeah, no place. doubt. Me too. <laughs> All right, man. All Thank right. You. Thank you for having me. Oh, the